Hey, everybody. It is the Elemental Podcast Live on Thursday, July 5th, 2018. Prepare to get dry tea and PTU. Please, for the love of all that is holy in Mecca, make America smart again. Do you got all your digits? Do you got all your fingers? Did you survive, everybody? Did you have a fun, explosive 4th of July? Did you rip out some Roman candles, bottle rockets, sparklers, twizzy twizzlers, bitchin' boppers? Did you blow that shit up? Uh, I hope you did. I hope you had some fun. I hope you were safe. I worked. Thank God I worked, everybody. Uh, I'll take that extra time and a half pay. And uh, I'll take that AC. Good old AC at work. Because it's been hot as balls here in Michigan. It was like 94 degrees, something like that. And that's just too goddamn hot for me. I don't know how people live down in uh, Arizona or Texas or Florida. How you live with it on the regular. And then I know everybody will just say AC. And while AC is nice and all... Uh, I guess I'm just old-fashioned, and and I guess it's just because I didn't grow up with AC. There was never AC in the house. I never had it. I don't recall living in a place ever. I don't think, other than like college and the dormitories, I've never had AC in a house ever. It's always just been fans and open the window and tough it out, you son of a bitch. Don't be a goddamn puss. But anyway, uh, I didn't encounter anyone with a a firework accident yesterday, which is good. Uh, More than likely because I don't work in the emergency room, so I'm sure all those people who blew off fingers went to the emergency room first, have to be processed, and then get shoved in the hospital. So maybe um, this weekend when I work, I'll meet some guys who have six fingers. And uh, that's always pretty awesome. Uh, I enjoy the 4th of July, clearly, uh, as all Americans should. Uh, Whether you do it with uh, fireworks or parades or grilling or whatever, just hanging out with people. I I remember when I was in high school, uh, my buddy Tim Bartels, uh, he and his family would just get a shit ton of fireworks. Uh, This was back in the day where you had to uh, travel a distance. I lived in Buffalo at the time, and to get fireworks, you had to cross state lines. And these, him and his family went to Pennsylvania, I think, which is only the border, the Pennsylvania border is like 90 minutes, two hours. So it isn't like they're doing a day's journey or anything. And I think they had to go down to Pennsylvania and buy some fireworks, and they'd come back and They'd have a fancy display. He kind of lived in this weird dead-end cul-de-sac area. And uh, he actually lived kind of near like a weird quarry too. And we would go back in this quarry with all the bottle rockets that we could uh, carry. And then we would just shoot them at each other. Bottle rocket war. It was the best. God damn it was the best. And there were times in college where we'd have uh, those jumping jack firecrackers. We'd light them and you'd throw them and then they would just bounce everywhere. We used to take uh, individual ones. We'd go into the bathroom 
which would have no windows of in the, the dormitory. There's clear. There's no windows in a bathroom. And we'd go in and we'd turn off the lights and we'd light a firecracker and then we'd just throw it in the bathroom. And, you know, it's, it's an enclosed space. It's pretty small. And the thing would just be, they'd be bouncing around everywhere. And I remember taking one to the chest. For a long time, I had a nice burn scar on my chest. It's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Being stupid is sweet. Pretty stupid. It's kind of sweet. Throwing firecrackers at each other. Gonna blow our fingers off. Maybe blow out some teeth. Gonna burn ourselves and some shit. It's pretty sweet. Good times. But uh, after work, everybody, it's becoming now a tradition for me to go to the, the drive-in. I like going to the Getty Drive-In in Muskegon, Michigan. It's only like 45 minutes away. I like seeing movies in my car, I guess. I don't know. And it's weird because it's fucking awful. It, it's a, it's not a great movie-going experience, though, right? The The screen isn't good. Uh, when I The movie that I enjoy seeing... Uh, the last several years, we've gone to see The Purge, those movies uh, where they allow you to go crazy and you can commit any crime you want and everything is legal for 12 hours or whatever the hell it is. And the problem with those movies is that it's dark in the movies. And when the movies are dark and everything around the screen is dark, it's kind of just kind of hard to differentiate what's happening on the screen. You can't tell, so it's it's a shitty a fucking experience and you know it's hot as balls out and you're in your car and you're surrounded by fucking white trash because that's if you're from muskegon i apologize but can we be real can we call a uh, white trash a white trash it's not uh it's not the best everybody and uh the getty driving also is in muskegon heights which of of all the parts in muskegon that you never want to go to muskegon heights is at the top of that list, but uh, I still I fucking love it. I don't know why. It wasn't something like it was a childhood memory that I have of like it was such good times when I was a kid at the drive-in. Because I remember going to the drive-in only once when I was a kid. There was a drive-in, legitimately two miles from where I grew up, and we went once. And it was Star Wars. I saw Star Wars at the drive-in. I remember that. That's how old I am, everybody. I remember seeing Star Wars. And it was in my PJs. And my parents had a big-ass station wagon. And I remember we were sitting in the back. Me and my brother were sitting in the back watching Star Wars. And, uh, I mean, that might have been one of the greatest experiences of my life. That drive-in doesn't exist anymore. Uh, it became a uh, media play at one point. And then it was like a hardware store thing. And I think now it's a Home Depot or something, maybe. Because that's what you got to do with things like that. And, I mean, I was even wondering about the Getty of, like, it's a four-screen drive-in. And there really weren't a ton of people there. I thought it would have been pretty packed on a holiday. But maybe a lot of people don't have off today. And I guess the 4th of July this year came on a, a Wednesday. So maybe just a lot of people, like midweek they're not gonna fucking go and stay up till two in the morning to watch movies like i am because i have off today but there weren't a ton of people there and there was fear several years ago that they were going to turn this space into like condominiums 
But then I'm like, who the fuck's going to buy a condominium in Muskegon Heights? Nobody. That's stupid. So the the movie theater's still there, which is great. We saw The Purge. And then the second movie was that movie Blockers with uh, John Cena and uh, what's-her-face Leslie Mann. And uh, I thought it was going to be complete shit. And I was wrong. It was very enjoyable. Um, and the reason why I liked it is because it's not afraid to make fun of itself. That's my cat, cow. Get the hell out of here, cow. Um, and the use of language is just so damn goofy. And it was funny seeing John Cena. Uh, hopefully John can become a good comedic actor. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a good like action hero kind of guy. I don't think he'll be someone as good as he'll be as good as The Rock. But he's just such a big dude, and I think he's goofy. He's interesting. So uh, I know Blockers has been out a long time, but if it's in theaters or if it comes to Netflix, go check it out. And The Purge was it wasn't as good as I was hoping. If you don't know anything about the movie, again, it's the the this government, the new founding fathers of America takes over because America's just pissed about everything and so it lets you have this cathartic release for 12 hours where you can go and kill and steal and rape and there's no consequences for your actions and it was the first one it was an experiment it was a study and um, it was it was okay it should have been better it wasn't these movies never have anyone in them that you would know uh, would I tell you to go see it Meh. If you're a Purge guy like myself, go see it. But otherwise, probably not. I just... I'm always fascinated by the sociological stuff. As a sociology major, I like seeing how people interact with each other. And I like the fact uh, that it's giving you these possibilities. Because I do believe that people, when told that there are no there will be no consequences for their actions i think we'll uh really reconsider things reconsider their morality uh kind of go with some primal instincts and i know that's crazy and i'd like to think that i would never be there but look at look at mob mentality in uh like sporting events like you just have dudes beating on other dudes for no particular reason other than they're amped up for because of the testosterone and booze and whatever else and people just getting dumb and that's the that's knowing that things are there's still consequences for your actions so it, it, the concept of the movie is great the payoff in this last one wasn't the best of all time i got to see another movie that a ton of people are talking about uh, that fred rogers documentary won't you be my neighbor and I had seen from so many people that it was the greatest of all time. And one lady said she actually cried three times during it and that she needs to see it again. And I saw another guy today. He posted about it saying that if you didn't cry at the end of Fred Rogers, you must be a psychopath. And uh, I went and uh, I enjoyed it enough. At no point was I near tears. Uh, at no point was I thinking like this was life changing for me. Uh, so maybe I am a psychopath. I don't really know. I enjoyed uh, Fred Rogers uh, and his show when I was a kid. I always thought it was weird though 
that this adult talked like he did. I, I thought it was weird that he talked to the television, like he, he was talking through it to specific people. And I think there's a, a certain level of psychosis, I think, that he brought about. Because I, I, as a kid, I knew he wasn't talking to me, but it's weird that he's talking like into the ether and expecting someone to respond to it. So I think he's allowing other kids to just talk to, oh, there's an imaginary camera somewhere that's filming and I need to talk to it so others who are watching will understand my message. There's a certain level of schizophrenia involved in what uh, Fred Rogers did on TV. It's really weird. Uh, but he did do some groundbreaking stuff concerning uh, race stuff. Uh, he talked about heavy issues concerning uh, assassination and divorce. And he wasn't afraid to go there, if you know what I'm talking about. And I know you do. Um, but he, he, and I didn't know this, he for a while, he stopped doing his show because he wanted to talk to adults. And apparently for like at least a season, he did shows that were geared for adults that were filmed and shown uh, later in the evening. It wasn't like a, a morning or early afternoon show like Fred Rogers was. Uh, and those apparently failed miserably and they showed some clips from it. I'm thinking, fucking Jesus. It just... For someone like Fred Rogers was Fred Rogers. That was who he was. It wasn't a character. That's just what he did. He he wasn't changing. He wasn't talking like that to talk to kids. That's just who he was. And I can't imagine as an adult in the 70s listening to Fred Rogers talk to me like that with his cadence and softness and everything else. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Like there's a certain level of maturity that I think happens in your life and you progress through things like I don't continue to do things that I did as a kid I'm not going to respond to things that I did when I was a child so it's weird to me that someone who connects easily with a kid and knows how to talk to them is going to continue to use that same style talking to adults. It just doesn't click, and it didn't click with me, and clearly it didn't click with the American culture because he didn't continue doing it. And one thing that I was uh, sad about was the fact that he, uh, one of the the people on the show, like he had a, there was Mr. McFeely and uh, Mrs. McFeely, and there was the guy who played the cop, uh, Clemens or something like that. Clements, Officer Clements, the black guy who played the cop. He had, They were all on, and they all gave their opinion on things and talked about their stories and whatever. And they had you know, guys who were doing the, the filming and the editing and whatever, the set guys got their stories. But the one person who they should have talked to the most was the woman... Um, and I want to call her Lady Elaine, and I know that's not right. Lady Elaine was one of the puppets, but it was the the woman, the actual woman, who who did the majority of the talking to the puppets, X the Owl and Daniel the Tiger and all of them, King Friday. And they didn't talk to her. I was like, why didn't they talk to her? I mean, maybe she was dead, but they should have at least 
addressed it because this is the woman who probably other than fred was probably in the most shows most screen time most interaction and so jamie went and did some research and apparently it was because this woman uh, was kind of i guess in retirement and was living in arizona or new mexico somewhere and just kind of living the life of a recluse and apparently she hasn't performed in forever and she just said she would have felt weird being filmed for this project and i mean if i was the producer or the writer or the director of this documentary i would have continued to push her for stuff i would have at least pushed for written statements on stuff because if you she had 33 years of being on this television show in 33 years you're going to probably get to know people in some kind of capacity right you're going to have that interaction that other people are going to want to know about so at least push her on that so i fault them the producers the directors the writers of this documentary for not having her involvement her level of involvement and and because of that the documentary is shit and i can't recommend it <laughs> go see it don't be stupid uh yesterday was the nathan's hot dog eating contest and joey chestnut who is just an abomination uh he is a pit of garbage he managed to set a new world record and he ate 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes and i just don't i mean that's 7.4 hot dogs a minute right i mean is that is my math correct on that i think it is that's just gross everybody that's gross uh i remember there was a hot dog joint near where i used to work uh down in south southeast grand rapids and uh, they had a thing where you could get your name on the wall and uh you know you if you ate I think it was like six hot dogs in 10 minutes he got on the wall and so I'm like fuck yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and um I did I did I got my name on the wall but I I truly believe that um I paid for it I think a little bit of my soul died uh a little bit of my I took three or four years of my life off by eating those uh six hot dogs in 10 minutes because it's gross and it's gross watching these people do it um and i get why the rest of the world hates america when countries are starving and uh one dude is pounding uh, 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes when those i mean i, I can't even remember going to like a barbecue or a, a hot dog picnic and having 74 hot dogs i want you to go to the store today and I want you to buy 74 hot dogs. Buy 74 hot dogs and just see how much it is. It probably will only cost you five bucks. But go and, and see. And uh, I mean, that's just gross. Can we admit, everyone, that's a gross thing. And I don't know why they continue to do it. I don't know why they have any food eating competitions. I don't get why there's food eating leagues. There's leagues. And how do you discover this talent? It. it it's gross it's stupid um bon appetit apparently the trick is like dipping the buns in water and they melt and it becomes just like a goo whatever it's gross 
Um, I got word yesterday that a couple of comedy clubs have closed. Stanford's in Kansas City and Hey Guys in the St. Louis area. And Stanford's is a club that I've been trying to get into for years and uh, never heard back. Uh, a couple of guys pointed me in the right direction, gave me some recommendations, never heard back. They, and they all said that it's not a club that you need to worry about doing. Like, it's a shit club. And, but you still never like to be told no by any club. You still want to be able to go into a club and work and tell your jokes and get paid and this and that. And it's gone now. And whatever. There you go. Whatever. It's another one dead. And the other one was Hey Guys near St. Louis. And that's the one that I did uh, a couple of weeks ago when I went and I did a guest spot on their open mic to cut up the time when I drove to Topeka. And, um, I had, had actually played that club more than once, and I can't say that it's dead too. It just was unable to attract a crowd. And you need crowds, everybody. Uh, it doesn't matter how funny the product is. If there's no one there watching it, if there's no one in there paying for tickets, if there's no one in there buying drinks or food or whatever, if there's no one continuing to come back, it's going to die. It's a poor business model. Comedy itself is dying uh, the club setting, at least. It's unfortunate, but I'm seeing it happen in front of my eyes. I can't deny it. Now, there are some chains that are doing fine, like the Funny Bone chain is doing fine. Helium is another chain that apparently is doing fine. Uh, it's opening up another one in Indianapolis, from what I hear. And it's great. The only problem that I have with these clubs is they're becoming more and more celebrity act-driven clubs where it's going to be more, hey, you've seen this guy in this movie, you've seen him on this TV show, and I'm not saying those guys are funny, but it is driving uh, the smaller clubs out of business, and it's kind of, you need those smaller clubs. But in the same time, those clubs need to get their shit together, smaller clubs. So, eh, maybe this is the right time for me to hang up my uh, hang up my cleats try to find another way F fuck <laughs> I got a message on my fan page from someone wanting to know if I could diagnose someone as a psychopath F first off very strange request second off I'm not going to do that I haven't done social work in a long time and and you don't necessarily diagnose someone as a psychopath psychopath is kind of a word used for television and movies like it isn't like necessarily a mental health diagnosis you know it isn't like oh my god this guy's die uh, he's been diagnosed as a psychopath we need to put him in prison it doesn't work out like that so you know I kept trying to get information from this person about like what was going on and, and to me it's like uh, if you feel that someone is a psychopath or is doing psychopath things like they're hurting others this that whatever like uh, if they're related to you then it'd be easy for you to commit them if they're doing things that are legal then it'd be easy for you to report them at, you know it's a crime right you can't do these things and, and just be able to walk away you fucking psychopath 
But it turns out it was this person wasn't related to them in any way. And this person wasn't even their boss. Apparently this was a consultant uh, of wherever they worked. And he felt this person was a psychopath. I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do, man. Uh, record what they're doing and, and report these things to your boss. And if that doesn't work, then get a new fucking job. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. It, it was such a, a very strange request. And it's something I never want to do anymore. So fuck, fuck social work. Fuck people. People are the worst. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so is anyone a psychopath out there? If you're a psychopath, please uh, contact me at the Elemental Podcast fan page on Facebook. Um, I need to know what's going through your head uh, as a psychopath. So please do that if you could. I appreciate it. Uh, and speaking of psychopaths, I got an email. I got an email. I got an email. Who'd you get that email from? My mom. Okay, my mom is not. She's not a psychopath, everybody. So just relax. Um, she, uh, as older people like to do, sent me an e-card, everybody. How about that? Like, remember those things when they were all the rage, probably like uh, 20 years ago? Uh, jib jab when that was a thing everyone thought that was the coolest thing where you'd get like these weird pictures and the crazy mouth would move and you know it was very it was kind of like uh the S south park stuff when they were doing canadians right where the, the the jaw just moves and not a whole lot else my mom loves sending e-cards on every holiday uh, and so she sent me one for the 4th of July, and I would like to play it. Hopefully uh, you can hear it okay, and I will describe it as needed. It starts off, it's the uh, the very historical and nostalgic Uncle Sam pointing at you picture. So here is Uncle Sam telling me about the 4th of July. Americans, listen up. I want you to have a happy 4th of July. Now, I don't understand why uh, Uncle Sam sounds like Richard Nixon, but that's all I was kind of picturing was uh, Uncle Sam sounds like a bad Richard Nixon. But anyway, okay, here we go. That's a request directly from your Uncle Sam. Go out and romp and frolic. Or if you're too tired, you can simply cavort. Or repose yourself upon the reclining object of your choosing. And don't forget to fire up that grill. Throw a horseshoe. Have a barbecue. Throw a horseshoe at the barbecue. I don't care. Just have fun. Indulge in your cold beverage of preference. And by now, this the whole time, like it's just weird, silly graphics of everything he says, and uh, I don't. It's whatever. It's goofy. It's weird. It's something old people like. So here we go. All means enjoy some fireworks. Yes, Americans, I want you to celebrate Independence Day because without Independence Day. We'd all be drinking tea and eating crumpets and fish and chips. Like a bunch of queen-loving pudding slurpers. That's right. You heard me. Now get out there. Do they slurp pudding in England? Like, I've never heard of that. I've Clearly, you know, fish and chips and tea and all that, but slurping pudding. Like, I don't know how you would slurp pudding. Pudding is hard to slurp. While it's very soft, it isn't anything like I'd want to, like... <laughs> You know, I don't want to 
Do, do you do it through a straw or you just get it from a like soup from a spoon? Do you? Go, I don't know. And have a happy Fourth of July. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, thanks, Mom. Happy Fourth of July. I hope you didn't blow your fingers off. World Cup, everybody. World Cup is still happening. And I can't lie, everyone. I have been um, killing it, I think, on my uh, brackets. I have, let's see, there are now uh, eight teams left. And I have a one, two, uh, wait, sorry, one, two, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, five, five out of the eight I've picked. It's pretty good for not knowing anything about soccer. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I think I'm crushing it. Okay, so here we go. Uh, games are um, this weekend, right? The 10th and 11th. Uh, so that is, what, 10th and 11th? So it's next Tuesday and Wednesday? Oh, no, sorry. The quarterfinals are this weekend. It's the 6th and the 7th. So tomorrow and Saturday. Oh, okay. And then the semis are the 10th and 11th. And then the finals, it says 14th and 15th. I thought they only played one game. But anyway, okay. So uh, here we go. The quarterfinal round, everybody. The final eight teams. Uh, match number one, Uruguay versus France. Um all right, everybody. I am. Uh, I'm gonna go France. Viva la France! You can't go wrong with those frogs. They're gonna do it. The second matchup: uh, Brazil versus Belgium. Uh, it's over for those waffle loving freaks in Belgium. It's done. Uh, Brazil and uh, their carnival is gonna take it over. Uh, so we got Brazil beating Belgium. The Battle of the Bees. Uh, Russia versus Croatia. Those uh, dirty commies, uh, one and all. Um, you got to go with the hometown team. Russia's going to take it. They're paying off refs. Uh, it's going to happen, everybody. Couldn't tell you again where Croatia is on a map. Couldn't, couldn't do it, so they're out. And then in the Battle of the Aryan Nations, Sweden versus England. I, I Hey, everybody, I'm going with uh, Sweden. I'm taking it. Uh, those 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 people way up north, their blonde hair and blue eyes, they're going to take it. So I'm taking uh, Sweden or England, everybody. So there we go. France, Brazil, Russia, Sweden. That's your final four, everybody. And then uh, I'll pick uh, come Monday the 10th, right? Monday, no, it's Tuesday the 10th. So come Monday, I will pick my final uh winners and then i'll pick the uh winner overall and we'll see what happens hopefully my brackets won't be uh busted and uh, we'll go from there uh, i haven't watched a second of it still everybody has have any of you watched world cup it's it's boring as shit when the score is a one nothing like it was for sweden over switzerland it's awful um i do kind of like some of the penalty kicks apparently belgium beat japan in like the last 10 seconds I mean, that's pretty cool, but I, I don't know. The high-scoring game was three goals. I, I guess I'm an American. I like scoring. I like. Uh, I want it to be like 
21 to 18 is a normal score in soccer. Like maybe that's why I like indoor soccer better. So, uh, one last thing, everybody. Uh, some of you people may know about my. I got a couple Facebook rules. My hard fast one is uh, if I can't write on your wall, uh, you're gone. Like if I can't write happy birthday or cake or something of that nature on your wall, uh, you're gone. And I, you know, I know it sounds weird. I'll probably only the one day on your birthday will write happy birthday or cake or post a video or whatever on your wall. Uh, and that's it. And that's, I allow you to do it. You can come right on my wall. If I don't like what you wrote or post on my wall, I just delete it. If you continue to write dumbass shit, I, I'll, I'll friend you and I'll, I'll, I'll block you or whatever, stuff like that. Because I've, I've had people before tell me, like, you shouldn't unfriend people because you can't write on their wall because there might be specific reasons. Like, uh, you know, maybe they're getting stalked or this, that. And I'm like, 100% I get that. But uh, those are their rules, right? You have your rules. And I have my rules. And if your rule is, I'm not going to allow anyone to write on your wall, I respect that. And I guess I'm not writing on your wall. And then I'm like, well, then you're gone. That's This is my rule. We can live uh, cohesively and together, one and the same. And uh, let's not all forget, everybody, Facebook and social media in general are dumb as shit. Um, none of it matters. Uh, hopefully it connects us in a positive way. Lately, it's connecting people in a negative way. Um, but can we all just get along and get together and just let me write cake on your wall? I had to un unfriend someone who I didn't even know, and so it didn't hurt me in the slightest of going, uh, you're gone, I can't wish you a happy birthday, go fuck yourself. So if you have any weird rules on social media, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat, and Snapchat is bullshit. I still have not seen a titty on Snapchat. Uh, that's what it was created for. Still haven't seen one. So it's bullshit. And so today, I only imagine uh, people, dudes, are going to send me uh, pictures of their nips. Please don't. If you're a dude, I don't, I don't want to see your nip. Uh, I'm all about freeing the nip, just not your nip. And I don't need to see that nip. Okay? So very good. All right, everybody. I hope you guys enjoy your weekend. I hope it's fun. If you have any questions uh, that you want me to answer, anything you want me to talk about, just send it my way. I'm always down with it. Uh, it's the Elemental Podcast on Facebook. Or me, your host, Stu McAllister, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat as well. Stu McAllister. And uh, don't forget the fan page on Facebook for uh, fans of the Elemental Podcast. That's Six Member Mafia. That's six with two X's. That's on the facial book. And then there's also the subreddit, the Elemental Podcast. I have nothing to do with either. Feel free to go and, and say whatever bullshit you want. Uh, I know a lot of people have been asking me about the uh, Eric Zane Show stuff. Uh, and, and my response to that is I don't think they're ever going to hire anyone uh, to be the third person on that show. Uh, it's been uh, eight months, nine months since we auditioned for that show and they still haven't hired anyone. I know the company went into bankruptcy and that was the issue. Um, but even beyond that, I, I don't even know if, if they will when they get out of bankruptcy, if they'll hire someone for that show, which is a bummer. I, I Clearly, if they offered me the position, I would take it. I just don't see it happening. So, 
No questions about that. No more questions. No more questions. Uh, so that's it, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. I will see you guys later. Take care. Peace. Good luck. Uh, a river dare chi, uh, cake. Uh, please TMP. So I hope you stay dry. For the love of all that is holy, Mecca. Please make America smart again.